Hey, welcome to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. podcast week 10 of the nfl season brian Cantino here with chris morris dom fiero what's going on boys what's up man uh a little little gloomy here in philly with sean jackson now officially out for the regular season at least barring only a potential return in the playoffs um kind of sucks because we have no other deep threats at receiver and our receivers suck but uh at least our uh, daily fantasy lineups have been killing it we uh we crushed last week boys yeah, we did really well. Uh, I've had a rough weekend last weekend with football. My Florida Gators and Green Bay Packers both losing, and you know, only a fashion they could lose and not showing up to the games. Uh, but at least college basketball is back, right? Right, Morris. Oh, that's true. That yeah, is true. You know? Nova Nova rolled over Army last night. Seton Hall, Seton Hall destroyed Wagner. I don't yeah. know if Tino's still a Michigan State fan or if he's a Georgetown fan now. Or- <laughs> Tino changes college basketball teams by the day. It's okay. No, it's both. It's both. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a Georgetown season ticket holder now, so, you know. Oh, it's officially season ticket? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice, man. Ticket oh, holder, yeah. So I only, I only lost four bucks today. I'm not going to the game, so. Yeah. I mean, they're well, playing Mount St. Mary's, so I think I well, – They should I'll give me four bucks back. I'll buy you a Coke next time I see you. They are losing currently to Mount St. Mary's by four, so you could be missing a good one, Tino. Is our I assume our uh, our buddy PJ is there? He is not. I, I don't believe not. so. No. Really? Yeah, he's he, he's missing it. He's at like a football dinner because I texted him asking no. if he was going. He's gonna be pulling his hair out that he's not there. <laughs> but <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, we're 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 here for one thing. We're here for one thing. One thing only. As DraftKings plays. Um, God, I did it again. And we're here for picks against the spread. Jesus. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So. Our initial uh, thoughts here are going to be about DraftKings plays for Week Ten. Last week we were we were four four on our plays. Uh, Devonte Parker, our underdog of the week, little nice little game there. Uh, yeah, surprised we had faith in him, but you know, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Fancy numbers are fancy numbers. You don't got to look at the name sometimes. Uh, well, anyway, um, as always, start with the quarterback, finish with the lowly defensive plays, and then move on to picks against the spread. This week, some tough plays here. Um, some quality teams are on the bye. The Eagles are on a bye. You know, um, who else on a bye? Patriots. So right. Broncos are on a bye. So a couple couple teams with some some fantasy pieces, but uh, no worries. We're uh, we're here to dive back in. Oh, the Redskins are on a bye. Oops, forgot. Oh yeah, man, that's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> really, really gonna miss watching uh, Dwayne Haskins this week. Oh, oh well. Anyway, uh, not good news for Terry McLaurin. Dwayne Haskins will probably be be the starter going forward. So yeah, not great. Not great for my fantasy. There goes, team, but but yeah, there goes Terry McLaurin's. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but well, anyway, let's let's move on to the DraftKings plays and uh, more. So we'll start with you at the quarterback position. Who you got slinging the rock this week? My guy, uh, welcome back, future Hall of Famer, Mr. Drew Brees himself. Um, priced at 6700 I think you got to pay up for QB this week. I think there's some other positions, um, particularly receiver. You can get some good guys in the cheap, so I think it's a good move to pay up on the QB. Um, love Brees going up against Atlanta. You know, knows this defense well, knows this team well. He's been playing them twice a year for 
you know, the last decade and a half or whatever. And we know how shitty Atlanta's defense is this year. Um, yeah, I mean, he looked really sharp two weeks ago before the bye against the Cardinals. Um, put up a ton of yards. Um, three touchdowns. Had one pick, kind of a fluky pick. Ended up with 29 fantasy points. Um, so I would definitely like that to continue, you know, in the friendly confines of the Superdome. I um, think it's, he's definitely worth paying up for this week. Um, while the Saints get ready for this for this stretch run, um, and he doesn't seem to be missing a beat. A couple other guys I like too. I do like Jameis Winston again, um, who we kind of talked about last week, and who didn't let us down. Uh, he had the one goofy turnover, which he always has, the fumble. Uh, ended up with 24 fantasy points though, threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns, um, and I like him going up against Arizona. You know, another you know pretty susceptible pass defense who Drew Brees tore apart two weeks ago. Jimmy Garoppolo tore apart on Thursday Night Football last week. Um, so even though Jameis is also highly priced at 6,800, um, I like both of those guys a lot this week. Yes. So those two guys are good picks. Uh, my pick this week is a little bit lower at 5,700 Danny dimes going up against the New York jets. Um, so this is what I like about Daniel Jones is that he throws the ball. He's not afraid to throw the ball. He's got a bunch of touchdowns on the year, 11 touchdowns. Granted, he throws a lot of picks and, can't seem to hold on to the ball when he's getting blitzed. But I don't think the Jets' defense is that good. I expect him to have a big game for the Giants this week going up against Jets, kind of control that stadium, uh, even though it is a technically a road game for the Giants, even though, you know. But I expect him to have a big game. Uh, Golden Tate's been huge for him on the receiving end. Uh, Slayton's been big for him too. Uh, Sterling Shepard can remember what his name is. Maybe he'll play this week. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Evan Ingram's been huge for him too I mean he's got weapons He's shown he can throw the ball And play in this league I mean it's growing pains right now If you're a Giants fan But I, he's my pick And I, I necessarily I do agree with you that you probably should pay up this week But if you're not If you're looking to pay down There's guys I mean like you said We, we said before Brian Hoyer, Jacoby Brissett Daniel Jones uh, I mean if you really wanted to I don't have faith in it but Sam Darnold could be an option too. I mean, he hasn't played great, but take what you want in this Giants defense. Uh, you know, I have a feeling he could throw the ball a little bit this week. So, uh, but my pick's Daniel Jones. Uh, my pick is Ryan Finley, 4,800, going up against Baltimore Ravens. Oh, is it actually? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I really wanted it to be. <laughs> Honestly, though, he's at 4,800, and I can't see him not getting like 12 points, which wouldn't destroy you, but um, – <laughs> No, hey, my, my, it's a little susceptible. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would probably roll with Drew Brees or Jameis Winston this week. Um, if I wanted to save at the QB position, I would I would roll with Ryan Tannehill again. He's uh, oh, oh yeah, our boy. He's been getting the job done, whether you like it or not. Twenty three points, nineteen points, and twenty eight points in his last three weeks. Whether you like it or not, he's throwing the ball decently well and putting up fantasy points and. Uh, 5100 I mean, his price isn't going up. So, feed me some Ryan Tannehill yet again. <laughs> 5100 is a snag. Is a snag. You know, I got a lot of garbage yards last week, too, after they got down big. Um, had a couple ugly turnovers, but ended up with a good fancy day because that's all that matters. Um, you know, all those garbage yards add up. So, 28 points for Mr. Tannehill. And that Kansas City defense, like we said, has been, you know, very prone to big plays and, you know, long drives all season long. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to reiterate, though, like I think Drew Brees is probably the play of the week Yeah. Um, at QB. Like he has the potential to get you 35 points, which uh, would be nice. I mean, on the, on the other side of the ball in that game, Matt Ryan's going to be throwing all damn day. Like he might throw the ball 50 times trying to come back. Uh, I mean, he might not be the worst play either, and he's, he's at 6,100. That is true. Matt Ryan, there's no one that loves garbage time more than Matt Ryan. Not saying that Matt Ryan's not good, <laughs> but, I mean, he. I feel like, 80% of his fantasy points this year when that team's already down by double digits. What do we think of Matt Moore this week? I think, I, I think Mahomes is going to play. Yeah, it sounds like he might be playing, but if, he doesn't, play, if he doesn't play, what do we think of Matt Moore versus uh, the Titans? Eh, I feel like the Matt Moore thing might have run its course. You know, He's good for two weeks. Both those games were at home. Titans aren't good, but they kind of have a weird, stingy defense sometimes, especially at home. So if that if that does end up being more and not Mahomes, I don't I don't really like it this week. I would probably lay off Matt Moore this week if if he were to play over Mahomes. Um, not really. Yeah, like more like Morris just said. I, th I think 
his games at home are a little bit better, but on the road right now against like a, a decently, a decently stingy defense, like Morris is saying, I, I don't know. I would, I would have to agree with Morris there. I, I wouldn't be able to have any faith in Matt Moore this week. Yeah, yeah. I just, I was just kind of throwing it out there because I think it's interesting that he's been playing decent. I mean, he had a good game against the Packers, a uh, decent game against the Vikings. So I was wondering what you guys thought, you know, going up against the Tennessee Titans team, which we refer to as blah almost every week. Uh, they are blow. Yeah. So and he's got a good price on him. You know, if you if he's going to start, he's been having a good two, three weeks. It, is it surprising if he goes off? Is that somebody you look at, you know, or take a flyer on or whatnot? I just don't think he'd continue that. Like I said, I liked him the last two weeks um, at home against those teams. And he, and he did play well. And he's got a ton of weapons. But I feel like the longer you have to play him, you know, and it's on the road too. I, I, you know, and three straight weeks of good, bad, more. I, you know, even with Andy Reid, you know, scheming up plays and all those weapons, I, I find it hard to believe. And I, I don't think he's going to play anyway either. So, I think he could play well enough to win the game. I'm not sure how many fantasy points he's going to yeah. get you though. Um, any more quarterbacks? I feel like we named quite a few actually. Yeah, we did. Um, that's all I got. All right, let's move on to to running back. Uh, Dom, we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, who you got carrying the rock this week? Do you have your boy Aaron Jones here yet again, as you seem to always have him? <laughs> I don't. I have the other guy, Jamal Williams. Oh, I thought about uh, him too. I like uh, it. Okay. He's had – he's been averaging – I mean, if you look at the last five weeks, his lowest fantasy game was 13.1 points. So, that touchdown, at least one touchdown the last five weeks. He had two touchdowns two weeks ago uh, against the Chiefs. Expecting – I mean, he's been big in this receiving game, uh, and he's – been good he's a decent runner but he that's not where he's going to shine he's going to shine clearly on those screens uh when Rodgers rolls out he knows where to go he's gonna and he's taking full advantage like it said last week he's taking full advantage of everything that comes his way touchdown in the last five games I think it's a no-brainer to pick him at 5200 uh especially if you want to stay low on the price uh but that's one guy I want this week in my lineup next guy Kenyon Drake for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he did look pretty good on Thursday. He, had a, night, he did yeah. look very good uh, going up against the 49ers on Thursday Night Football last week. And that was with only, what, a few days like of practice? Two days I mean, of practice. Yeah. It was, yeah. So I expect him to have another big game. Uh, I'm looking for him to get a lot of carries, a lot of yards. This Tampa Bay defense just isn't good. Uh, and expect him to be – a game changer in this game. I think the Cardinals can win this game. Uh, and I expect him to be the main reason they do. Yeah, I actually, I like both of those picks. Um, I was thinking about, you know, mentioning Williams myself, um, you know, Jones, I, I think he's a good option too, but certainly, you know, more heavily priced and it kind of does seem like they're using, you know, Jones gets more of the snaps, but Williams still plays a good amount and he's really effective when he does play. Um, with the exception of last week when that whole Packers offense just went to sleep. But I wouldn't worry about that being a long-term thing. I think they'll get back on track, um, especially at home this week against Carolina, who was completely thrashed on the on the ground a couple weeks ago against San Fran. Um, I think those Packer running backs will get back in the swing of things, and I love the Williams pick. Um, and who was the second guy you said again? My bad, I forget. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, I like him too. Um, Tampa Bay um, defense has been shaky all year. They, uh, they actually had played the run quite well, but Chris Carson had a big day against them last week. Um, and like you said, I love the way Drake looked on Thursday night against San Fran. Um, seems like Cliff Kingsbury's got him, you know, knows exactly how to use him, take advantage of his strengths, his speed, um, feeds him the ball, you know, as much as possible. I think that he'll get plenty of touches and, and should have a good fantasy day. Um, my two guys, uh, the guy I like the most, you know, I, I, went, I went up a little bit more on this position too. Uh, Marlon Back. Priced at seven thousand, um, love the matchup for him this week too. Going up against Miami, who's been giving up you know gaping yards on the ground. Um, Mac hasn't really you know he hasn't found the end zone a whole lot recently. Um, only one touchdown I think in the last six games, so that could be a concern. Um, but he's still been steady you know with the yards. He had eighty nine yards last week against Pittsburgh. Um, doesn't offer a ton in the receiving game. You'd like to see a little bit more. Um, but I think in a week that, you know, Brian Hoyer could be starting or, you know, Brissett starting, um, he's certainly going to be hampered. And, you know, you know, they have a ton of receiver injuries too. T.Y. Hilton's out a couple more weeks. Um, the rookie Paris Campbell, who kind of flashed, 
on Sunday. He's out now. He had hand surgery. He's out for like a month. So they really have limited passing options. Um, and this kind of just smells like a grind, you know, grind it out, pound the ball kind of game. Um, you know, especially because I assume they'll have a lead in this game too. So that could be even, you know, more running opportunities for Mac. Um, so I love him this week. I think he's definitely bound to find the end zone too, at least once or twice. Um, my second guy, I like Mark Ingram priced at 7,100. Um, Ingram quietly, you know, one of the better off season additions by any team this year. He's got 585 yards, seven touchdowns on the year, had a huge night against the Pats on Sunday night with the exception of that fumble. Um, but 15 carries 115 yards, 18 and a half fantasy points. Um, he's been a little more quiet outside of that in recent weeks, um, did a lot of more of his damage, I guess, earlier in the year. Um, still had 15 and a half points against the Bengals the first time though, too, found the end zone. Um, I just like the way this Ravens offense is operating right now. Um, and the Bengals, as we know, are just, you know, arguably the worst team in the league, quietly kind of the worst team in the league somehow. Um, seems like the, the Dolphins and Jets get more, you know, more, you know, they get shit on more than this team does. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, I, I love the whole Ravens offense pretty much this week too. And I think Ingram's going to be a big beneficiary of that. Oh, yeah, so I like I like Ingram. I like Mac. I think they both have pretty pretty big days. I like Jamal Williams. I hate Kenyon Drake this week. Wow. Hate it. Hate it. And Dom, it's not because Kenyon Drake's that bad. It's because David Johnson practiced full today. Um, oh, that's right. And he's just significantly better at football than Kenyon Drake. Um, so yeah. I would assume they would use him more than Kenyon Drake. Uh, and I can't get myself to pay 5500 for a backup running back against a number two run defense in football as, as of right now. Um, I definitely like the premise of the idea. Like if he were to be the only back there, he would obviously get 20 touches. And no matter what he did with them, it was it would be a good volume play. But with David Johnson back, I, if he might get eight, eight to ten touches, and I just don't see him doing that much with them. Um, but my, my play is, so we attacked the Lions front defense last week with Josh Jacobs. And this week, David Montgomery is facing that Detroit, uh, that Detroit defense at home. So feed me David Montgomery, 5,300. Obviously, he had a rough start to the year, but the past two weeks, he's combined for 44 fantasy points. And uh, he's the only one getting the rock on the ground. So I like, I like me some David Montgomery, 5,300. And uh, I would play him all day, every day this weekend. Huh. Um, yeah, that's not what I even I really thought about. But now that you say it, um, yeah, I mean, Detroit's ground defense has not been great. And, you know, Montgomery really does seem like he's kind of the only option offensively for the Bears. I mean, you know, it's pretty sad what's going on there in Chicago. Um, yeah, in the last two weeks, he's been highly, highly productive. Seems like he's really taken on, you know, much more of the work. Seems like Tariq Cohen's sort of an afterthought now on that offense. Um, so I do like that. And, yeah, I, I kind of forgot about the David Johnson thing too, so that's a good point. Um, well, I do like Kenyon Drake kind of in that offense. I thought he looked good. I think it's a good fit. I think with Johnson practicing fully, that probably does knock down uh, Drake's, Drake's stock this week. The the stats don't scare you though for David Montgomery. That's a thing for me, and it's why I was kind of skeptical when we talked all the time last year about Amari Cooper. Is yeah, he had that one game against the Chargers, 135 yards, but 40 yards last week, six yards against the Saints. I know those are better defenses against the run, but 25 yards against the Raiders. I mean, it's very inconsistent. Where he was kind of up in the beginning of the year, and then kind of took a slow turn to you know, kind of being a mediocre back. And they're still switching it with Tariq Cohen. I know he's trying – David Montgomery's taking over a little bit. But stats scare me on him this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead, I mean, Tino. it doesn't scare me. I mean, he's carried the ball 44 times in the last two weeks. And obviously, yes, he wasn't that productive last week. But he got the goal line carries. He found his way into the end zone twice. And, like, he's, he's the only one that's going to get the ball in that area. Like, it's not going to be Tariq Cohen getting the goal line carries. The dude weighs 145 pounds. It's, it's going to be David Montgomery. Um, and, yeah, it, you know, their inconsistencies did, did show kind of towards the beginning of the year. But, obviously, Matt Nagy, when he called himself an idiot, saying that he wasn't running the ball, <laughs> started to turn out to run the ball. And he's carried the ball 44 times in the last two games. So, I, I mean – I like I'm yeah, no, I, I'm definitely I like not. I'm definitely not scared. Um, I would definitely be more scared of Kenyon Drake this week if if I had to compare the two. Uh, I don't know about David Montgomery. I just it scares me that against the Chargers he had 27 carries, 
and then against the Eagles, he had 14 carries. You know, so I see the 44 carries, and he's getting a lot more work. But that kind of scares me. Is that not very much running? You know, compared to what the Chargers are, and you don't know. I just don't know what you're going to get this week from him. And a very, I'm probably going to be wrong with this, as I was every week. I picked against Mari Cooper uh, last year, but I don't know. It just scares me. Yeah, I mean, I, I see why you'd be scared. I mean, the the Eagles' run defense though is is pretty stout compared to very the Chargers' good, run yeah. defense. So. I mean, we'll see. I, I think if he does well this week, then we can pretty much, pretty much wash it. Um, and Dom, I would understand why you wouldn't play him. I understand why people wouldn't play him. I just personally would. Um, let's move on to receiver. Uh, Morris, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, I feel like there's some decent options here at receiver. Who we got catching the ball this week? I do like some options at receiver, um, and I like some cheaper options too. More importantly, so you can pay up at some other positions. Uh, first guy, the old Wiley bet, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, price of 5,500 going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, you know, we talked about their run defense is decent. Their pass defense is completely dreadful. Um, and Larry, Fitz, Larry Fitz is having a pretty solid, pretty productive year from a catches and yards standpoint. Only two touchdowns, but he does have 42 catches, 485 yards. Um, consistently getting a decent amount of targets, too. Not as much the last couple weeks, but. I think, you know, yeah, he's been pretty quiet in terms of fantasy points the last three weeks, too. Um, but after going off early in the year, I think that he, you know, he's going to bounce back certainly this week. Um, if there's ever a matchup for him to kind of get right, you know, I talked about last week, Ertz um, kind of having a few quiet weeks in a row and him needing a get right game um, against the Bears, which, you know, proved to be right. I definitely like that for Larry Fitz this week um, going up against Tampa Bay. Um, I think he certainly is, is probably the best receiver on Arizona for this week. Um, and my number two guy, uh, Zach Pascal, priced at fifty three hundred. Um, quietly, a pretty good player, Pascal. Um, four touchdowns on the year. He had a touchdown last week against Pittsburgh. Eighteen and a half fantasy points. Um, and like I said, you know, I mean, this game, I think it's got. I mean, he's, you know, I like Marlon Mack in this game because I think the Colts are going to run the ball a lot. Um, but when they do throw, I mean, Pascal's really the only receiver left um, that's going to be healthy this week, or at least the only proven commodity. Um, and we saw that Hoyer really liked throwing to him last week too. So if that's him, uh, if that's Hoyer in there, definitely count on Pascal and even Brissett. I mean, you know, with all the injuries that they have a receiver, um, I certainly like Pascal this week. And I think, I think it's going to be a big week for the Colts offense. Yeah. So for me, I like Golden Tate this week going up against the Jets, 5,900. Uh, it doesn't look like Sterling Shepard's going to play, um, just because his concussion, like I said before, it's just a mess with him right now. Uh, but Golden Tate's been, you know, he gets the ball thrown to him, uh, a, good, a good amount of targets each game, and he catches almost every ball he gets. I know he saw that fabulous catch on Monday Night Football, the yeah, one-handed one catch. Yeah. Um, but he's taken advantage of his opportunity with Sterling Shepard out and getting more targets and whatnot. And this Jets defense, like I said before, just isn't good. You know, it's. I thought personally, I was completely wrong on the Jets this year. I thought they would be a lot better on the defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball, but they've been neither. Uh, so I expect Golden Tate to have a big game this week, especially if Daniel Jones can get going and figure out this Jets defense early. I expect Golden Tate to kind of go off. Next guy I have is DJ Moore at 5,200. He's going up against my Packers, but the one thing the Packers haven't been good at this year is getting they're defending the ball in the middle of the, the field. They've been absolutely atrocious with it. The Chargers took full advantage of it last week. Uh, and DJ Moore also has that big playability, and that's another thing the Packers are seriously suffering from is letting up these big plays. So if DJ Moore, I mean, if this team doesn't get out, the Packers don't get out and start kind of getting after uh, the quarterback and whatnot, DJ Moore could have a big game. He could really eat against this Packers defense. So um, I actually pretty much like every single player we've named so far uh, at the receiver position. And like I touched on prior to getting into this, there's, there's, there's some options here. Um, Morris, I, I like both the Arizona receivers. I think Christian Kirk is also a decent yeah, player here. Yeah, I, I almost forgot about him, but I, do, I like him too. Go, going up against Tampa. Um, DJ Moore, I think, is a very solid play. He's getting, he's getting quite a few targets. Um, I mean, he had 10 targets this past week and – He's, he's just a good, just a good receiver, I think. You pass the eye test every single time. Um, there's a guy that's that's lower for me that I sort of like, and then there's a guy that's pretty much all the way down that probably makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. But uh, 
So Jameson Crowder at five thousand against uh, Giants. Oh boy. He's he's he does get targets. He does get points. He had, oh. I think he had. I know for me, he was on my bench for fantasy, but he had eighteen point three points. Uh, and I know he gets targets, so I might have to play him this week. Yeah, in a PPR format, he got twenty two point three last week. So it's gross, but <laughs> he's the only player on the Jets worth mentioning. By the way, it's not gross. Even, you're the only player, I'd say. It's gross, but it uh, some sometimes works. And then this one makes me want to throw up my mouth a little bit too. Ted Ginn Jr., oh, $3,700. Oh, wow. That's, wow. Re- that's really good. I how much I like Breeze. We all did. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I just – Ginn is a lot better when, when Breeze is there. Um, the Falcons stink. I mean, they're the worst. Uh, and he's, he's due for a long touchdown. So I was going to say, Ted Ginn is perpetually like two catches for 30 yards every week, but – with Breeze in there, yeah. I mean, week one with Breeze, he had seven for you know a buck oh one. So yeah, I'm I'm yeah, just waiting for his like his coming out like big games that he occasionally has. And yeah, if this is this is the week that would at thirty seven hundred that uh that would need some money right there. But I, I'll probably I'll probably stray away from that. But yeah, I, I did this throw up in my mouth actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, like I mean, we named we named quite a few guys here, and I think there are some places where you, I mean you don't need to to throw all your eggs in one basket. I mean, there's there's some decent wide receiver plays, and a lot of them may sound disgusting other weeks, but this week I think there's some decent matchups here. Yeah, no, love love the receiver position this week. Um, kind of liked it all year, honestly, but, you know, there's just a plethora of options. I think it's definitely worth, um, you know, kind of going cheaper and, and getting some guys at bargain prices and trying to pay up at QB and running back and other positions. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's – Let's move on to tight end. Uh, Dom, we'll, we'll start with you. What are you looking at this week? What am I looking at this week? <laughs> oh, Evan Ingram is out this week? Man, I'm kind of regretting my Danny Dimes oh, pick. Officially? What, what happened? Oh, foot? It says oh, he's out. He can't, he can't escape the injury bug, man. His foot won't suit up against the Jets. Mm. Man, that kind of is a bummer. Uh, anyways, uh, I like Gerald Everett again. He's kind of been my go-to this year uh, for tight ends, but he's having good games. I mean, last game two weeks ago wasn't great. Pittsburgh defense is good. Yes. But I think without Brandon cooks there, he does a little bit better. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, tight end this week seems like a real crap shoot unless you pay up for, you know, Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz or, or Zach Ertz is on a bite. Never mind. I came and pay for him. Uh, Austin Hooper, you can pay up for it, but, I kind of like Gerald Everett. I mean, if you really like TJ Hawkinson, he has been very down this year. Uh, I think he had a good game that last week, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. That's my guy this week is Hawkinson. Yeah, I mean, you could take it from here, but my guy is Gerald Everett. Yeah, I like him too. Um, but uh, Hawkinson, I mean, you know, like we saw last week, the Bears are just, you know, brutal at covering tight ends. Um, I thought Eric was going to have a big week. Um, Hoggins is starting to get a little bit better too. He had, I think, a season high seven targets last week, or at least close to a season high. Um, only had 56 yards on three catches, but he kind of looks like he's getting a little bit more comfortable. Um, and you know, if there's anybody on Detroit's offense, it's probably because I don't, I don't love their receivers this week. Um, Jones and Galladay it seems, you know, the Bears are usually, you know, pretty good at defending wideouts, um, not giving up a ton of big plays. So Detroit's going to have to, you know, manufacture some drives with some, you know, just kind of dink and dunk plays over the middle. Um, and I think Hawkinson is, is perfect for that because if there is a weakness on this defense, on this past defense, um, it's certainly defending the tight end. So I think Hawkinson is also worth, you know, at a bargain price of 3900 Yeah, Hawkinson could probably be a pretty decent play this week. Uh, we've seen that the Bears are somewhat vulnerable to, against tight ends, and he's got a decent price. Um, I would say majority of people are probably going to pay up for Kelsey this week, which would not be the worst idea. Um, I think Jared Cook is a decent play at 4,100. I obviously don't love it since he's coming back from injury. And then I have another guy that's, I mean, I just continue, continually want to just hate my life by picking these guys. Mike Gesicki from the Dolphins oh, man. at 3,100 is not the worst play. Uh, the Colts aren't that good against tight ends either. Um, that's, it's, that's their Achilles heel. And, I mean, Gesicki's been getting all the targets. You know, he's he's got 20 targets in the last in the last four games. So um, he's obviously a guy that Fitzpatrick likes to go to. And uh, 
mean, he played well against the Jets. Um, you know, and who's to say he won't play well this week and get, get five to six targets against the Colts and sa- save you a bunch of money at 3100 So, like I said, I don't love it, but if you wanted to pay up at a couple other spots, especially running back or quarterback, and you got $3,100 left, like Kosicki's your guy. Yeah, no, Gasicki looked pretty good last week, I thought. Um, what's his name? Their receiver, Preston Williams, would have a pretty decent year. He's out and for he's the out. season. So, he's out yeah, for that's season. what I'm saying. He's out for the season. So, there's, um, you know, the options are dwindling in Miami, but, you know, the guys left standing are him and Parker. So, somebody's got to catch the ball, right? Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect this many Dolphins and Jets to be mentioned this week, but, you know. We'll see. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Probably when I write the article, there will be zero Dolphins and Jets. A lot of Giants in there, too. Don's got a lot of Giants this week. Well, why wouldn't? I mean, going up against the Jets. I know. Why it's not? Just, it's just you know? the Giants. You know, I mean, yeah. They had their uh, moments on Monday night. The, the, the Snoopy Bowl. In real, yeah. in, uh, the real oh, Snoopy Bowl, I guess you can say. The Francesa Bowl. Oh. <laughs> don't, even get, don't even get me started on him. <laughs> Can't wait to read his Twitter on Sunday when this game's going on. Oh, this should be it should, be, should be electric. Must follow yes. on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'll sign up notifications, get them directly, <laughs> like a text message to my phone. <laughs> oh, all right, well let's move let's move on to defense. Um, I'll I'll start and I'll keep it rolling with the disgusting stuff. I'll take the Giants defense at twenty eight hundred. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, tell me Sam Darnold's not gonna not gonna turn the ball over. You gotta you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Nah, I, I don't know if I could actually go. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, defense is, is gross. Is Le'Veon Bell's not playing, right? I don't think uh, so. He's banged up. I think he's going to play, but he's banged up. Wow. Um, it's Williams, all kind of gross here. When Leonard Williams could get after Sam Darnold, a little payback yeah, game. A little payback former teammate. I, man, I just yeah. I go, go for it, Morris. Who you got? I have a gross pick as well, uh, the Cleveland Browns. 2,500. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, you know. I, I actually thought that I had a decent week last week, too, going up against Brandon Allen, and that didn't really work. But uh, at home, you know, in the confines of their own stadium, Josh Allen, you know, he has his moments, but we all know he's highly erratic. Um, I think he's definitely due for a couple turnovers on the road. And again, the Browns just, I mean, they, they just have to play well. I mean, I, I, I don't think they're good, but I find it hard to believe they're this bad. Um, so I, I kind of think their defense steps up this week. So mine, I love the Giants pick, by the way, Tino. But looking at it too, the Jets at twenty seven hundred. It's also not uh, that bad. It's also not that bad. There's going to be seven total turnovers that in this game. game. Suck. Easily. Yeah, Tom, you got all these Giants, and I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, no, I'm I'm going with the Bills at twenty nine hundred going up against the. Browns. Oh, against the Browns? Yeah, the yeah. kids say I hate that pick either. I think play. I don't yeah. think the Browns are. I mean. I think every week, Tino, I say to Tino that we discussed it in length, how bad the Browns were, what we thought we were going to be this year, and it's all coming to fruition. Uh, and I don't think it – I think it continues this week for the Browns. They just suck. Uh, Odell's already crying. I mean, what are we – this is week 10 coming up? Yes. Uh, he's, yeah. already, he's already crying, uh, not getting the ball enough. So, something's wrong with them. Something's wrong with this Browns team. I don't know if it's Freddie Kitchens, but the Bills are going to dominate this game, I feel like. <laughs> they very well might. Uh, I might. I might mess around and play the Falcons defense at fifteen hundred. Oh, nah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Fifteen hundred. Oh man, what a slap in the face! That they is. basically are, are free. Like they're saying, yeah, sure. Yeah. Projected for 0.8 points this week. Oh no, that's just, that's the amount of points they oh, get. That's per the week. amount of points they get per week. That's even worse. <laughs> oh my god, they've been negative three of the last four weeks oh. in points. That is disgusting. Oh my. god goodness gracious God. they're a professional franchise oh, Dan Quinn, please. <laughs> oh goodness all right let's let's move on to what we've all been waiting for um picks against the spread i had an awful uh, week last week i feel like yeah dom your week wasn't great uh i don't think any of us really had no i didn't have a good week I feel like I had some you, you, had, you had a good week i wouldn't say it was your it was your best oh my gosh, um, okay. there was there was some rough some rough games there um but yeah, more you're you're still in the lead. But uh, all right, you didn't you didn't uh, propel yourself too much forward. Um, pretty much the same. <laughs> okay, all right, let's <laughs> let's see it. <laughs> anyway, we got picks against the spread. 
uh, Thursday night football tomorrow night against uh, a team that's moving to London, a team that's moving to Vegas, the Los Angeles Chargers against the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders are home. Uh, the Chargers are one-point favorites tomorrow night, Thursday night football. More, so you got. I actually kind of like this game, oddly enough. I think both offenses are finding their footing and actually pretty good. Um, I would pound the over in this game too, by the way. But uh, I'll go with the Raiders um, playing at home. I like the way they're the way they've looked. Um, I think the Raiders win the game. Yeah, I like the Raiders also. I think they win. I'm gonna go Chargers. I think it's a very low key good football game. Yeah, agreed. I always like watching these two teams play for yeah, whatever reason. Both of these teams are maybe a little bit better than their records. I think they're both decent. All right, moving on to Sunday, 1 o'clock slate. Thank God there's no freaking games in London, and I have to get up at 9 o'clock to watch it. Um, the, the Lions are at the Bears. The Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Lions. I just think the Bears are kind of shot in the ass at this point. Detroit just seems like a better team when I watch them. Um, I think the Lions cover that two-and-a-half, and they win. Yeah, give me the Lions. This Bears team is disgusting. Um at least Matt Stafford throws the ball and slings it. Mitch can't do anything. No. Uh, so give me the Lions. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions too. Clean sweep. You're all on no. the Lions. Duh, I mean, Bears. Look, we, we were huge Mr. Bisky fans last year, and I had to remove him from the Twitter page. I, did, I just oh, can't, I can't even look at him anymore. I can't even look at the guy. The apple has fallen very far from the tree. He's got a pretty face, but, man, he sucks at throwing the football. <laughs> I'm glad he can chug a beer, though, better than Aaron Rodgers, you know, because it, really, yeah. it really matters come NFC North competition. Glad he can turn off the TVs in the facility, too. That's good. This <laughs> <laughs> is his arm works some way. All right, let's move on to <laughs> let's move on to an AFC North bout. The Ravens travel to Cincinnati to take on the 0-8 Bengals, and the Ravens are 10-point favorites on the road in a divisional football game. Ravens, Ryan Finley's playing. That's that's all that needs to be said. Um, Ravens are kind of, I think, establishing themselves as a you know elite AFC team. Um, yeah, Ravens. AJ Green questionable though. Yeah, I think he's going to play. I, don't, I just don't think it's going to matter this week. Uh, you don't think it's going to matter? I got the Ravens. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bengals, and I'm going to regret wow. it. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. They played, they played well against them in Baltimore. Yeah, the but... first time they did. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they can't duplicate that. Ravens are a better team right now, too. Yeah, what, if, what if Ryan Finley lights it up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That won't happen. I, I regret this already. No more Red uh, Rock. Oh, anyway, moving on to the Bills at the Brownies. This is disgusting. The Browns are two and a half point favorites. That is. Oh my God. Tony, man, Vegas, no, no love for the Bills. I think the Bills are decent, but I, you know, that six and two record is definitely fraudulent. I mean, I watched, well, I watched them for three straight hours against the Eagles two weeks ago, and I was not impressed. Um, I, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm picking the Browns every week. I'm gonna go with the Browns. Though. I, I just. I, they're not this bad, and the Bills are not this good. The, the Browns have to win this game. I'll, I'll take the Browns. I got the Bills in a blowout. Wow. Uh, I'm not that confident, but I will take the Bills. Uh, I just can't pick. The, the Browns are just disgusting. Uh, just like their name. Um, moving on to what should actually be a decent football game. The Chiefs traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Chiefs are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yeah, line shooting up with uh, Mahomes seemingly fully practiced today. Um, I think he bounces back with, you know, a bang. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm also going to take the Chiefs, and I'm loving the news of Mahomes because maybe I won't get blown out by Tino this week in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good in that, in that lead. Uh, uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. I think Mahomes has a really big day, hopefully not a big enough day to – Take me down in fantasy football. Um, moving on to a doozy, the Falcons at the Saints. The Saints are 13-point favorites. I'm surprised it's not more. Oh, um, the Saints might throw up 50 in this game. Um, I think the Saints, I think they blast them. Saints easily. I'm going to take the Falcons because this game, wow. these games always seem to be a shootout. And I know the Saints are decent at defense, but – just something about these games that always turns into this high-scoring affair. 
close. I got the Falcons. It's definitely going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm not sure what the, the over-under is, um, but I'm, I'm going to assume around 60-something points are scored in this football game. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints, but Dom, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think the Falcons can uh, throw some punches back at the Saints and, and score some touchdowns and keep it somewhat close, but their defense is just so bad that they'll eventually fall apart and fold. Um, moving on to the game of the week, the New York Giants at the New York Jets. Giants are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at their home. Oh, um, I think the Jets are in a tough spot right now. I think this game is going to prove that while both New York teams suck, uh, one is a little bit ahead of the other and actually has a you know, strategic future plan. So I'm going to go with the Giants. And what you said is kind of sad considering the Jets are in win-now mode and Giants are in full rebuild. But (laughs) uh, Giants run away with this game. Run away? Yeah, I've watched enough Jets where – and I've listened to enough – I've listened to enough WFAN (laughs) for a lifetime. And, I mean, this team is bad. Uh, so I got the Giants. I've got the Jets. Can't pick, can't pick the Giants. I, Go down it. Swinging, I love it, Tino. Not picking Me against too. your team like Morris. Oh, well, I'm just <laughs> I'm just realistic. I, I know what to pick. Oh, I didn't I didn't pick. I just vetoed my pick a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I mean honestly, I probably I really don't want to pick this game, but uh, you know, I'll take money line on the Jets. Why not? Um, Dom, I'll send you my money later. Put it. In. <laughs> uh, Cardinals at the Bucks. The Bucks are four point favorites here. I mean, they are at home, so that's kind of where they're at. Yeah, I like the Bucks. Um, I think the Bucks are a sneaky. I mean, they're not good, but that's a team that's better than their record because they do have a they do have a big time explosive offense. Um, and I actually think this game could low key be pretty entertaining to watch. You know, neither team's good. Um, I think this could be you know kind of the unexpected high scoring game of the week. Um, kind of like how Detroit, Oakland, or something like that, or even the Bucks, the Oaks game was last week. Um, I think this will be an entertaining game. I think the Bucks will cover the four points. I got the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Cardinals. I've got the Cardinals. I think they. Uh, I think they play well this week against the Bucks. Um, and I was I was really low on them before the season. Sheesh. Actually, I, I, saw, I sort of like them. Watching them play against the, the Niners last week was uh, that was a really good football game. Yeah, you could see the you know you could see the seeds kind of planted. There was there was some stuff to like coming out of that. Yeah, um, moving on to a lifeless team um, and the four o'clock slate. We'll start with the Dolphins at the Colts. The Colts are ten and a half point favorites here. Um, you know, as as, as many Colts that I went with on this podcast. Um, I think I'm going to take the Dolphins to actually cover this. I think the Colts win. Um, but I think the Dolphins, I think Fitzpatrick's kind of finding a little bit of a groove right now. He's, he's spreading the ball around well. Their offense is playing decent. I think they'll be able to score enough points to cover. But the, uh, the Colts win, but the Dolphins cover. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's got this team not so believing, but playing better. Uh, and they're always – the Dolphins always seem to – not be they haven't seemed to be a runaway team these last few weeks. You know, I know they played the Jets and won last week, but even against like the Steelers, they played tough. They're in it for most of the game, I would say. Um, so I got the Dolphins. Um, ten and a half. If if Hoyer plays, I would like the Dolphins to cover. If Brissett plays at this line, I would like for the Colts to cover. Um, Ooh, even banged up, even a banged up Brissett, you think yeah. covers this? Yeah, I think he's better than Brian Hoyer at quarterback. Um, yeah, he is. And no, I just think they have more of a threat to throw the ball with Brissett in there, and then that shows up to floodgates from on the back. And I think he's going to go berserk this week. So uh, I don't know. I, I, th- I think it actually would be a decent football game. Could be. I, th- I think ten and a half is pretty accurate. Like I think like a twenty-four fourteen game is kind of where it's going to be at. Yeah, I was going to say like like thirty to twenty, or maybe a little bit more high scoring, but in in that range. All right, let's move on to Dom. We'll start with you. This is your, your team, Panthers at the Packers. The Packers are five-point favorites. They got the 425s a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'll never pick against the Packers. Uh, and I think they bounced back this week at home. 
it's kind of scares me. Like I said before, DJ Moore and even Christian McCaffrey over there. Uh, but I think they cover this by – I think they win by a touchdown in this game. Yeah, I like the Packers to bounce back. Um, Kyle Allen on the road against a good team. We saw that went a couple weeks ago against the 49ers. Um, he's done a decent job, but I, I, don't, I don't like them this week at all. Packers coming off an embarrassing loss. Um, I think they bounce back in a big way in the cover. Possibly playing in the snow too, as I just said. A oh, big really? Snow, a big okay. snowstorm there this morning. Uh, so possibly it's be frigid temperatures, be NFC nice. North football. Uh, you actually still works sort of changed my pick. Um, I was going to take the Panthers. Uh, I, I just think Christian McCaffrey, if it's not snowing, will uh, go berserk. Um, but if it's going to snow or if it's going to be freaking below 20 degrees in November, I'll take the Packers to win yeah. by five. I got, I, I have the, you know, I'm a little bit of a geek for Green Bay weather. So I got the weather app on my phone for Green Bay. <laughs> uh, projected to be 34 and cloudy on Sunday. No, so cold, but no snow. No hmm. snow, but cold. Okay, I might, I might have to put in the, uh, a change on Sunday morning, see what the weather's at then. Call Jim Cantori, get, get an official forecast. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, all right, moving on to what at the beginning of the season you would have thought would have been a bad game, but has now turned into a good game. The Rams are going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers, and the Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites here. I like the Rams. I like the way they've been playing, um, coming off the bye week. I like the way Pittsburgh's been playing, too. They definitely bounced back uh, with Rudolph, and that defense has been pretty good this year. Um, but I do, I do like the Rams on the road this week to cover. I like the Rams this week. Uh, I like it, like you said, bounce back for the Rams coming off the bye week. If they don't show up, then I think this team is dead. Uh, but I think they'll show up. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams, too. And uh, don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. They're, uh, they're still dangerous. here. Yeah, they're still here. Um, moving on to Sunday night football. This should be a pretty, pretty good game. Pretty good football game. Battle of two quarterbacks that can't seem to get over the hump. Kirk Cousins against Dak Prescott. The Vikings against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are three point favorites at home. Yeah, it pisses me off that Thielen's not going to play in this game. Um, going against my, my hated Dallas Cowboys. Um, Vikings, you know, fuck Dallas. Um, I think uh, I think things gets loose. I think the Cowboys' defense has proven to be frauds. I think the Vikings win the game. I'm going with the Cowboys. Uh, they play better at home. I know. I mean, obviously they got blown out for a while against the Packers at home, but they play better at home. Uh, I I was you know without Thieland, I find it very tough to pick the Vikings with just Stephon Diggs and whatnot. Uh, at receiver. So I got the Cowboys. Pains me to say I also have the Cowboys in this one. Um, they're, they're a very good football team at home in that ridiculous stadium palace that they have. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, it'll be a good football game, though. I think three points is really accurate with that. Uh, I think if the Vikings were home, they would be three-point favorites. So uh, Moving on to possibly the game of the year, Monday Night Football, Seahawks at the Niners, the Niners are six-point favorites. Yeah, do I dare say? Um, I don't want to say the Seahawks are frauds because Russell Wilson is certainly not a fraud. Um, that guy's incredible, and he might be the MVP of the league as of right now. But he literally has to do everything for them to win because their defense is low-key. I mean, people think the Seahawks are like, oh, Legion of Boom, and they still kind of have that ingrained in their heads. Their defense is terrible. Um, and they've been giving up loads of passing yards all year long on the road, um, you know, this is the biggest game the Niners have had since the Harbaugh days. I uh, I love the Niners in this game. I kind of think they're going to win and possibly win handily. I like the Seahawks this week. Uh, I just I'm just not impressed by this 49ers team yet. Defense, obviously, yeah. I mean, this defense is good. Don't get me wrong, but Russell Wilson's having a, a fantastic year. Tyler Lockett's come up big recent in the recent weeks. I mean, Chris Carson's still running real well. I just I, my gut tells me the Seahawks. So I'm gonna stick with it. Can't forget the addition of Josh Gordon. Oh yeah, we'll isn't isn't he hurt though? Isn't he on IR? Uh, it was no, he's he was uh, released off of IR by the Patriots. And now he's eligible to play right away for Seattle. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's back. He's fine. Um, I'm gonna take the Seahawks here. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good football game. Um, I'm not sure the Seahawks are gonna win. I just think they're gonna cover this. 
Um, and this this seems like a game that's going to come down to the wire uh, late in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think I can't wait to watch this football game. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, this should be this should be a good one. Um, I'm sticking with the Niners. I think the cover. I think this is kind of the uh, the official game that lets everybody know that they're for real. Yeah, if you don't think they're real after this game, then uh, yeah, this, you got this, some issues there. This is the game that's going to tell you. Uh, I just to this point yet yeah, that record at was eight and zero. Eight and zero, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're that good, but like you know, I, I do think they're good. And I think they're going to prove it in this game. I I just I think like I do agree that they're good. I just don't think their record. They haven't played as well as their record. I think indicates. Uh, and I think this is going to be a really tough test. So if they do win this game, and if they win it, you know, handily, I think they're clear front runners for, you know, NFC top spot. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, and that concludes our our picks against the spread. Um, want to remind you to visit jokermag.com, the home of the underdog. Subscribe to our newsletter that's put out every single Tuesday, where you get featured stories on underdogs across the country in sports and entertainment as well as our podcast slotted into there. Our article will be out either Friday afternoon or Saturday morning with your four DraftKings plays. That would be your quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end that we feel will fit into your lineup perfectly. Um, They won't always be guys like Christian McCaffrey or Julio Jones because we want to give you picks that um, will allow you to potentially slot those guys in Um, because we can just pick Christian McCaffrey every week and seem like geniuses. but yeah, we, you know, just want to remind you to, to subscribe to everything that we've got. Subscribe to this podcast um, on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen. Um, subscribe to the Hustle Motivate podcast by Tyler O'Shea. Great weekly uh, listen. And um, enjoy college basketball. Enjoy the NFL. Enjoy LSU against Alabama this yes. Saturday. Yes, we want to make a pick for that real quick, just for shits and gigs. Sure, Morris. <laughs> I am going with the Tigers. They snapped the Alabama curse this week. I think Joe Burrow. Cements the Heisman case, and they pulled the upset in Tuscaloosa. Man, <laughs> I, I think this I, is the final of the year. LSU takes down Bama. I don't know. Uh, Alabama is really good, and I know their schedule has been great, but they've firing also. I mean, Jerry Judy is the top receiver in this country, uh, and I forgot the other guy's the receiver, but he's really. I mean, he might Rugs. be. A, yeah, yeah he, he might be a big time pick too. Yeah, no, um, he's going to be a good pro. He can fly. Yeah, I mean. Alabama to me is still a better team. And I know this LSU team is good. They obviously beat up on my Gators, but the Gators stuck around for a while. Uh, and it kind of scares me that this LSU team, when faced with good teams like the Gators or Auburn, hasn't been able to put them away. You know, I mean, they did put away the Gators, but I got Alabama this game. Hammer the over uh, in this game, too. I'll just say that. I've got Bama money line, but uh, I, think, I think it was a really good football game. Um, I think the most important question here for college football this weekend is will Maryland cover the 43 and a half points against Ohio State? No, no, they no will way. not. They, no dude, way. They will not. Please, bet Ohio State 43. That's got like 70 to 7 written all over it. That is such an absurd line. Yeah, that's that's a joke. Just, that's really just, sad. Justin Fields might have 28 points himself, honestly. No, they're going to have like they're going to have 42 ball. points in the first quarter in that game. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> oh gonna, god, that is bad. That is absurd. Anyway, that concludes this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays podcast, presented by Juggermag.com, the home of the underdog. We want to remind you to visit Juggermag.com because it's the greatest site out there.